This episode of The Bryantland Show is brought to you by OnX Hunt. This week on The Bryantland Show, I am joined by Mr. Carter. No, I'm not talking about Lil Wayne, nor am I talking about Jay-Z. I'm talking about Seven Carter from 7th Century Outdoors all the way in North Carolina. He comes by The Bryantland Show and we talk about hunting and taking down big deer on The Bryantland Show that starts now. Stone Mountain, Georgia. This is the Bryant Land Show, hosted by proud Gamecock and South Carolinian AB3. Seven Carter from Seventh Century Outdoors has taken the time to join me on the Bryant Land Show. Man, I, I am appreciative. I am excited to talk to this young brother because you have a lot of impressive deer up under your belt seven how you doing bro i'm doing good man i'm privileged and happy to be here on the show with you uh hey man thank you man thanks for having me yep no doubt i, I was talking to a buddy of mine matter of fact mutual buddy of mine uh morris and he we were talking and he was like, man, uh, this is a dude from 7th Century Outdoors. And I was like, okay. And he was like, man, you need to talk to him. And I was like, well, let me <laughs> check him out. So I go and I start, you know, looking at the profile and checking checking you out and stuff. I was surprised because I was like, I know that dude. I've seen that dude before. I didn't, like, I didn't, I've never talked to you or whatever, but I was like, I've seen that dude. So I messaged him back. I was like, I've seen that dude. Like you knew me from the face, from yeah, from the face, it. and from the pictures of you with that deer. Because you know, going <laughs> back and forth to South Carolina in the uh, magazines, I seen the pictures of you when you killed that deer uh, a couple of years ago, and then in a lot of like deer hunting groups and chat groups on Facebook. You your picture and the articles and stuff was all you know all over Facebook. I was like, man, I've been wanting to talk to this dude for a minute. I just ain't know how to get in touch with him. So lo and behold, when he when he hit me up and told me, I was like, oh man, this is right here. This this is a win because I've been wanting to talk to this dude for a while. Exactly. <laughs> Thank man, you, man. So Durham, North Carolina, born and raised, or is that just where you at now? That's where I'm at now. I was actually born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, we've traveled uh, a, a quite bit. Uh, me and my dad and my mom, we've traveled a quite bit. We've been to Arkansas, Texas, oh, and wow. uh, we ended up here. So, uh, yeah. Wow. But Charlotte, Charlotte is the hometown. That's where I was born. Okay. Charlotte, Arkansas, Texas, definitely places with with big deer and good hunting. North Carolina is very underrated for the size of deer as well as South Carolina. My home state as well as South Carolina. It's people, South Carolina too. Yes, sir. People are, are, are highly, they uh, hi, highly underrate those two states for deer. But Texas and Arkansas, did you hunt 
those places too, or were you just kind of bouncing around and got familiar with hunting in North Carolina? I'm going to be honest with you. If I could go back, I would hunt them. I didn't get to hunt them. <laughs> I, wish I, <laughs> I wish I did. I really do because, I, you know what, I actually did my homework and I went back and I looked at some of the deer that were, you know, harvested in the areas that, you know, I've lived. And I was like, wow, I wish I really would have had a chance to hunt them. But no, I didn't. So um, North Carolina has really been the only place where I've hunted, you know. And that's 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 when I was kind of really introduced into hunting uh, in North Carolina. How old were you when that when you were introduced? Oh man, I want to say Igloodies. Woof. Some people are gonna laugh at me because I don't have so many years under my belt. I want to say at least ten, twelve. Okay, I mean you say you you say that like it's late, and you're talking to somebody who's really only been hunting really hardcore for the last about four years and then five years overall. So, I mean, if you started, wow. yeah, so I started when I was like 36, 37. So if you started at 10, you know, I think you got a pretty good jump on me and, and, and a few other people. So I, I don't, I think you did, you did good starting at 10. What, what was your, like, was, did you start out squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting? I did. did you start out with deer that's, or? That's funny that you say that I did. Um, I remember I used to beg my mom. Um, I said, Mom, I want a gun. I want a gun. I'm like, boy, why you want a gun? What you going to do with a gun? I'm like, well, you know, I want to hunt because, you know, the people that I was surrounded by, they hunt, they fish, you know, and they did these things. And, you know, it was kind of hard for my mom at first because, you know, she was a little uncomfortable with it because me and my uncles, we usually just do fishing. We fish. I've been fishing so many years. So, you know, when I came to my mom as a little boy and I was like, you know, I want to get a gun. I want to hunt. And then she's like, where are you getting this from? And I'm like, you know, some of my buddies that I go to school with and just people in general that I hang with, they, they hunt it. They fish, but they also hunt it as well. And that was something that I never really got into until later on. And, you know, I'll say this, not to get too far off, but, uh, you know, when FLW would come on, BASS, uh, Bassmaster Classics would come on, yep. I would always watch every tournament, every tournament. But when the tournaments would go off, you know, real tree would come on, or hunting would come on, you know, and I would be like, I don't want to see this, I don't want to see this. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy that I, you know, I grew a liking for hunting, but, um, you know, yeah, man, it was it's just crazy really it is but um i started out squirrel hunting you know i started out squirrel hunting i finally talked my mom into give me a 22 okay and you know this is when dick sporting goods was big into it since we got all this covid stuff going on and all this stuff going on you know guns are limited you know a lot of places aren't selling guns anymore and uh it's crazy dick, because dick sporting goods is one of them because right. you know, the exact same place that i went and i got my 22 where i started hunting you know, when I started hunting uh, rat, squirrel, rabbit, whatever, you know, when I started, you yeah. know, it's, they don't sell any guns anymore. And I'm like, what, what's going on? So well, it's really, it's opening my eyes, really. It's crazy. I know that, like, they had a big push, I think it was like last year sometime. Um, to kind of get away from like selling guns because of all the gun control stuff. But they were still 
carrying, you know, hunting items, hunting clothes, um, and then other, you know, hunting, hunting, um, accessories. But I went, it's funny. I went into Dick's yesterday and everything was gone. Like it was cleaned completely out. And I just, I didn't think that they were going to get rid of that whole hunting section or hunting division or whatever. I know a lot of people got really pissed with them when they stopped selling guns and the gun control and all that stuff and, you know, boycott dicks and all this other stuff. But I thought they would still have, like, you know, their knives and pistols and and stuff like that. But, yeah, I went in there yesterday, and I mean clean, like – entire section they took all the uh all the uh mounts and stuff off like you know the dicks i used to go into they had like all these mounts and whatnot from local taxidermists all the mounts are gone exactly all the Big shells was a place where people yeah. could showcase their trophies and stuff and their artwork you know taxidermists local taxidermists in the area would you know have accounts with dick sporting goods and you know You'd go in there and you'd see these nice ten pound bass mounted and and, and, and deer mounted and you're right. like, you know, can I have a card for this guy because his work's nice? But now you go in there and it's like it's just totally different. It's it's it's, it's crazy. It's, a it's ghost not town. the same. It's a ghost town. So they they cleaned out. I mean, they got you know hiking, kayaking, all that stuff. You know, still got all the sports stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. hunting gone. So. Squirrel, rabbit with the twenty two. Were you did they just kind of turn you loose on that? Were you going like with your dad and your uncles or what? I started out with some of my friends. Some like I was saying before, my friends, uh, they got me into it. And uh, like I said, you know, they kept digging and begging and you know, we'd be bass fishing, <laughs> we'd be fishing in little ponds, lakes, or out on the boat. And, you know, they say, Seven, you ought to try hunting, man. You know, it's not bad. You know, it's not bad. And, you know, uh, I finally, you know, gave in. And I said, well, I'll try it. But, you know, I'm not the only person that's going to have to give in. My mom's going to have to give in, too, because she's got to get the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Now, did you – now, once you got – the gun and was able to do squirrels and rabbits where you guys because like I went to school with some guys that were hunting and it wasn't uncommon back during those times where they would go out in the morning whether it was duck hunting or squirrel or whatever and get like a hunt in before school were you one of those kids were you able to to do your before school hunting or was all other times you know what? That's funny. You asked me. Uh, no. <laughs> I hope you. <laughs> I hope you asked me this little moment because I'm gonna be honest about a lot of things with this court, pertaining to this question right here. Um, I didn't. I did not. Um, you know, we 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 were strictly sticking to hunting on the weekends and when we could. Um, that's what it was. But later on, things changed. Um, <laughs> When I branched off, but uh, <laughs> when you when you when you when you say when you branched off, what do you mean? <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm gonna beat my butt for this. Um, when I branched off, it was past uh, squirrel hunting and uh, rabbit hunting. You know, I was fully you know introduced to hunting. You know, and uh, gun safety, how to carry a gun in the woods. You know, yep, all of it. You know. Uh, hunting license, all and everything was good. Everything was ready to go. Um, 
me and my buddies, we kind of split, you know, they went their way, you know, that happens sometimes, you sure. know, but it's all good, you know, um, I appreciate the times that I spent with them and, uh, you know, what they taught me, but uh, it got to the point where, man, I was hooked on deer hunting. When I got into deer hunting, it was it, that was it, you know, I haven't even been squirrel hunting in the last three or four years, mm-hmm. but um. When I got hooked on deer hunting, it got so bad to the point where I was skipping school. When I got in high school, I skipped. I skipped. I was addicted to it. Wow. You know, I used my cousin. My cousin, he hunt too. I used my cousin to uh, to actually call and come and get me from school sometimes when I was there just <laughs> to make the evening on you know, oh but my some God. days I just wouldn't go, man. I was so addicted. And everybody's like, why you ain't graduated? Why you ain't graduated? I'm like, look, um, I ain't graduated, but, you know, go look in that room right there. Look at all those deer I got laying on the wall. You know, that was man. a big thing to me. You know, I was addicted. I really was. And um, unfortunately, I didn't do a lot of videoing then because I didn't know what I was going through at that time. But I really regret that because I wish I could get some of those moments back because you'll never get those back. You know, you might shoot bigger deer. You might, you know, that doesn't matter, you know, but you know, as the age limit, as you grow and get older, you want to see yourself gradually get better in your sports. So, right. um, man, but yeah, man, I used to skip, I used to skip school to go hunt, man. It was serious. As I got <laughs> into high school, I would not go to school. I, would, you know, I'd have my cousin to call. I said, look, you know you're gonna have to put your deep voice on when the principal pick up because they know how my daddy sounds. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna tell you this story. I know you didn't ask for it, but no, you good. Um, you good. Go ahead. <laughs> I remember this one time when my cousin called me. I was I was actually in class. I was in class and um, we wanted to hunt that evening. <laughs> we wanted to hunt that evening. You know, I think I was on punishment. Matter of fact, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That hunting, hunting, oh my gosh. He called me and he was like, he was up there in the office. He was in the front office and they were like, well, you know, we've got to get permission from his parents before we release him with you because, you know, you've got a certain amount of people that can, you know, be signed up to, you know, release your children at will. His name wasn't up there. So I changed the phone number on the uh, the uh, paper and all that stuff like that, and they call my phone. I'm sitting in class <laughs> when they call me. Oh, my God. So my cousin called me first. He's like, seven, this isn't working. You know, they, they get ready to call you. They don't trust me. And I was like, okay. So they called me while I was in class, and uh, I try my best to sound like my daddy. <laughs> I was about to say, like, how was you able to work. pull that off in it class, worked. like, it, with this? It worked. It did. It did. I don't know how it did, but it worked. I changed my voice, and you know, I got out of there, and I went hunting that evening. And you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. Education is everything. You know, it really is. You you know, your education means a lot. You know, it does matter. Right. But then you couldn't tell me that. You know, it was just all about hunting. You know, because I was so addicted. After I made that, uh, that step from squirrel and rabbit hunting to deer hunting, you know, you couldn't tell me, uh, tell me anything. That's that, that's what I wanted to do. So it it was basically after you got your first deer is when you when you became just hooked, just like uh, obsessed. Like I had it. Like I got to go do it. 
Correct. That's it. Wow. And now was this like around what ninth, tenth grade, eleventh grade? What? Yep, it was. It, 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 it actually was. You're right. Wow. Yep. That. And is um, he was actually a. Uh, let me see. He was actually a little six point eight. Wasn't a great big deal, you know. Like I said, I just got started with hunting, so you know, I wasn't into you know, looking at deer and saying, okay, well, this is a four and a half, three and a half, five and a half year old deer. You got 18. You know, I wasn't into that, you know, then, you know, I just wanted to kill a deer. So, you know, when I did that, you know, that meant a lot to me and it, and it had me hooked from then. It was just like bass fishing. You know, when, when I set the hook on that bass using Texas rig worm, when I got that rhythm down packed where, you know, you know what to feel for and you know what to look for. Mm -hmm. That was it. It was, it was basically like, you know, somebody giving you a set of uh, skates and telling you to skate and you know how to actually skate, you know? Wow. That, <laughs> wow. Cause I remember like, I've heard this story, you know, several times, like back in the day, watching like duck dynasty and stuff and they would talk about how the dad, Phil, was like the big-time quarterback at Louisiana Tech. He was like he followed Terry Bradshaw that went on to go play for the Steelers and stuff. He followed Bradshaw as the quarterback at Louisiana Tech and was like, you know, All-American, probably could have played in the league, the whole nine. But exactly. Qu but quit football because it interfered with duck season. So he exactly. he like completely quit. Man, I tell you, man, quit doing crazy. football. And it like when I hear stuff like that, it's just it's amazing because like I I'm pretty, you know, the last couple of years I think I like to think of myself as pretty diehard when it comes to deer, especially when it comes to deer hunting. Like these last couple of years, it's really I really turned it up a notch. But I don't I don't think I can come close to to the kind of passion that you boys. Uh, are exhibiting. Like I'm a little. I'm still a little short. <laughs> oh man, you can do it. I tell you, it's, it's it's just it's just a thing, really. Like I said, you know, when you when you're first introduced to it, it's either you're gonna like it or you're not. And then if you like it, you're gonna love it. You know, that like turns into a love, and you know, you you'll slowly start seeing things that you used to care about pushed to the side because you're like, look. I got a 150 inch deer here and I got him on trail cam. <laughs> should I wash my car? Or should I shoot this deer? <laughs> so you're like, man, bump this. I, I, I can ride around with a dirty truck. After I kill a deer, then, you know, I'll wash the truck. You know, it's got to that point with me, man. It's, it's, it's really, really, you know, attaching, you know, and I, you know, I'm happy that I've started hunting. You know, I, like I told you, you know, I didn't used to like it, but. Right. It's fun. It really is. It's, it's it's a fun sport. And, you know, it's a lot of people against it. But I feel like this, as long as you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do as far as, you know, processing the animal, make sure, you know, you're feeding somebody. And, you know, I always say that. I've got to say this. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in feeding people, feeding families, even myself, my family, you know. Definitely. I'm not a trophy hunter by any means. You know, I don't agree with that. You know, if I shoot a monster buck, I'm going to get two things out of him. I'm going to get meat and I'm going to get a trophy on the wall. You know, it just won't be just a trophy. So, 
Well, and it's funny that you say that because you have some trophies and some monsters up under your belt. Let's 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 talk about the deer that you're most proud of from a trophy aspect because well, let's start with the deer that got you in the magazine. Cause you were like I said, it was a very nice deer. That deer was awesome. What did that deer score and what was the what was the story behind that deer? Okay, so I got two deer that made the magazine. Um we talk about the last one that I shot, the the, the last, the and, recent and one which that I ma- shot. And, and refresh my memory, which magazine? Sportsman's Guide. That's right, Sportsman's Guide, yeah. right there in the my Carolinas. Buddy, my buddy Brian, my, yeah, my buddy Brian Cope, he does an awesome job. He always makes sure that uh, he looks out for me and he writes everything up, you know, just like it's supposed to be. You know, it's really like sitting in the tree stand and, you know, all over again when he writes it up. He does a great job. So I want to give a shout out to Brian Cope with uh, Sportsman's God. Uh, he's, he's he's an awesome person. Definitely. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, so now with, the, with, with, these two, uh, with these two deer that landed you in there, what start? What, what was the, the story? Start with the story on those. <laughs> I'm going to start with the oldest one, um, the one that I shot back in 2015, 2016. I had no idea this deer was there. You know, I had trail cams running. Everything was running, you know. If you're a hunter, you understand that when the rut comes in, you're going to have different bucks to come off of different properties that you've never seen. You've never seen these deer. So, um it was a regular day. I was sitting up in the stand and, uh, you know, I wasn't seeing anything. I was actually disappointed. I was ready to come down. The evening kept going by. The evening kept going by. I saw four or five turkeys walk under my stand. Didn't pay it any attention. <laughs> Always said, okay, see turkeys when it's deer season. Always. Exactly. And this is, I've had it happen to me so many times, but this time right here made me be aware that when I see a turkey, get ready because a big buck is coming behind him. Mm. So, so I saw turkeys and um, the evening was getting darker and darker. It was getting later and later, later and later. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on with the deer. Maybe the wind isn't right. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm sitting in the stand. A nice buck comes through. A nice buck now. I didn't say shoot a buck, a nice buck. He mm-hmm. comes through. And I'm looking at this deer and I'm like, I don't know whether I should shoot him or not. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I've been sitting there and I said, you know what? I've been sitting there long enough. Um, I've seen turkeys. It's, it's getting dark. The hours of hunting are about to come to an end. Shot a deer. I was using my H&R Ultra Slug gun, three-inch shell. Um, those are great guns, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> H&R Ultra Slug gun with the uh, with the, 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 the thick barrel. It's a uh, Sabbath Slug gun. Um, I shot this deer. I shot him. I was excited when I shot him. I didn't know exactly how big he was, but I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I called a few people and I told them, I was like, man, I just shot a deer, you know, I'm, you know, I'm about to come down. So I start climbing down this deer 
he ran and he jumped into a uh, branch, a river branch. You know, it, it was shallow, it was dried out, it wasn't anything there. But, uh, you know, I've heard before that when you shoot a big buck or when you shoot a deer, you know, if it's water around there, try to go in and jump in that water to cool the shot down and keep, you know, going. Right. Yep. So I was kind of worried. I was kind of worried, but um, I saw him fall. So I wasn't worried. I was worried, but I wasn't. Um, I got down and um, I climbed down and I walked up to this deer. When I walked up to this deer, I didn't know this deer was almost 130 inches because I swear from where I was sitting in the tree stand, he didn't look that big. <laughs> so when I walk up, my heart starts pumping. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow, this is a beautiful deer. So the next thing that came into mind was to grab this deer and try to drag him out from where he was. Mm-hmm. So I took one arm and I grabbed him. And I started trying to make my way up the hill to proceed in dragging this deer out of the woods. Yeah, it didn't happen. He was big. His body was huge. Um, I ended up having to call my uncle. I told him, I'm like, look, I need you to bring the four-wheeler in. Uh, I can't get this deer. You know, it is what it is. Um, I think that deer scored right around 128, 29. He was right around 130. He's a nine-pointer. He's a beautiful deer. You know, it was you know a deer of a lifetime. 130 and up is a deer of a lifetime for me. You know, especially hunting North Carolina. You know, I'm not saying that we don't have bigger deer. Right. But when you get into the 130 range, I feel like you you know you pushing on a nice deer. That's a trophy. I was about to say one one 130 anywhere to me is nice. Now there are places definitely that grow them. A hell of a lot bigger, but when you oh, start yeah. talking about, you know, a hundred and thirty inch deer with your antler size and mass and all that stuff, man, that that's that like you said, that's a damn nice deer. That's a nice deer, it is. So um got this deer mounted. Uh Brian Cope did a, a big ad in Sportsman's Guide and you know, he rode up exactly, you know, to the pinpoint of everything I told him about, you know, the experience. You know, he wrote it up and he put it in there. You know, that's what kind of got me introduced to the uh, to the sportsman's guide. You know, not saying that you're gonna be in there every year, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, I was lucky enough to make it back in 2015, 2016. You know, when I, when you know, when I got this deer. But um, I guess I'll leave that, that. That you know, that is what it is with that deer. You know, the second deer that I got. You know, not trying to jump the gun. I want to go into it because. The story is so much more better. <laughs> the second deer, man, oh my gosh. I went through a lot of trouble with the second deer, you know. I had pictures of him doing bow season, you know, and I'm on him. You know, I got trail trail cam pics of him. You know, I, I'm getting trail cam pics, and he's coming in steady during 5, 6 o'clock, 6.30, you know, daylight hours. And I'm like, wow, this deer is actually coming in and doing everything I want him to do. Now is he coming? Is he coming in on a trail? Is he coming to a to a bait site or a feed he's site? Cor- he's, he was coming into corn. Okay. He was coming into a corn site. You know, I had corn thrown out. Um, I had a uh, buck jam. I always use that. Uh, I I usually do that. I mix the uh, corn with buck jam, the oh. apple buck jam. You have to order it now because Walmart doesn't sell it anymore. Well, I haven't seen it, but um. He was coming in that. He was coming in hard, man. He was coming in hard, you know. And I knew he was in the area, but I didn't know I can point exactly where he was. So I kind of, I, I, I kind of, uh, how can I say it? I kind of, you know, 
took my hunter uh, hunter card and checked it down a little bit, you know, because I was like, well, I don't know where the deer is coming. So I was kind of guessing with this deer, but uh, I was using book jam, you know, and uh, he, you know, he started coming. He was coming in regular, regularly, and you know, everything was good. Everything was good, you know. The deer was there. You know, I was getting plenty of pictures of him. I'd come home in the evenings, and I'd be like, Mom, look at this deer. He's awesome. He's huge. You know, I'd be like, you know, Mom, you know, we got to get him, you know. I'd tell my <laughs> wife, you know, look, look at this deer. He's huge. He's still coming in. So uh, he was coming in. He was doing what he was supposed to do. I don't know if somebody let their dog out or what happened, but a German Shepherd ended up on my trail cam and I did not see this deer for a whole week and a half. So I was scared. I was scared. And it was right around the time that bow season, uh, muzzleloader season was, you know, coming up, you know, right. It was right there, you know, at that peak where I'm like, look, I'm ready to get in the woods and pull the trigger on this guy. Cause you, you so, thinking um, that the, thinking that the, the German shepherd and pushed him off. Exactly. Yes, Yikes. yes, that's exactly what I was thinking because I didn't have any more pictures of him. So I'm like, well, the only thing I can think of is that I've got this big dog on my trail cam and the buck is a mature deer. And he's 130, 140, 100 something inch deer. And, you know, you, you, you don't see those deer every day, so he's moved on. Right. So uh, I kept on pursuing him, you know, I kept on pursuing him. I had one tree stain that was baited up. And I had another one that was baited up, but the second tree stand, it was just baited up and it had a trail cam. I never hunted it. I kept applying pressure to the spot where the German shepherd, you know, came up on my trail cam. So uh, by the middle of muzzleloader season, muzzleloader season came in, you know, I started getting pictures of this deer later on, you know, at night at the second cam. You know, and uh, I wasn't applying pressure to that spot. So I went in there and uh, I hunted. And I'm going to skip a bunch of stuff. I'm going to skip a bunch of stuff just to keep it, you know, short with you. You know, uh-huh. and I'm not going to tell it. I really happened. It could take me a thousand years to tell you. <laughs> but uh, I went in there and I took a hunt. I said, I think it's about, something told me, it's been seven. It's about time for you to go sit at your other uh, stand and see what's going on, especially after seeing the pictures. So I went in there and I said, so note that the whole time that I'm hunting, you know, I'm in between moving and stuff like this. You know, I've got I mean, my my wife is on me. I've got to move. We got a bunch of stuff going on in regular life, not hunting life, regular life. Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting there. I took a whole day hunt. I stayed in the stand the whole day. Uh, the evening came in. I saw a nice book, a nice eight pointer. He was nice. He, he he wasn't what I'd really shoot on the regular. I wouldn't shoot him, but I knew I was pressed for time, and, and I wanted some deer meat, so I shot him. I shot this deer. I killed him. He was dead. He was down. He was good. It, it, you know, everything went the way it was supposed to do. Right. So, you know, um, after that, I sit in the stand because I thought it was over. You know, I really thought everything was over. You know, I was going to come down and get my deer and I was going to keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work that way. But wait, there's more. It did not work that way. Oh, my gosh. I, if, if I knew what was going to happen next, 
I probably would have had a panic attack and got excited and all this other stuff and just messed the whole, whole ordeal up, you know, really. So um, this deer is down. He fell within a certain amount of yardage where I could see him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew he was there. You know, I watched him. So as I'm sitting there, the deer that I've had on trail cam, the one that I wanted, the big one, he pops up. When he pops up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm sitting here with a muzzleloader, and it's not reloaded. Now, if you hunt muzzleloader, you know, you know that it's a must that after you shoot, go ahead and reload and get another load in and be ready just in case something happens. I didn't do that. One shot at a time. Exactly. I didn't do that. You know, I was like, I'm fine with my little deer, you know. (laughs) Let me get my deer and get out of here. Yeah, it didn't work that way. Big boy pulled up right beside me. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest because that's the type of guy I am. Um, <laughs> this big deer standing under me, and I've got my 45 Glock on my side. I'm looking <laughs> at him. I'm like, uh, uh, you know, I got in one of those moments where I'm like, I, I, I got to get this deer. This is my my deer that I've been wanting. What should I do? So I reached for my Glock and. I thought about it. I said, Seven, you better than this. Don't don't shoot deer wound deer and chance losing him. Right. So uh a doe pops up. And this was the peak of the rut, you know, it was early, you know, early rut. A doe pops up and she saved my life. Oh my gosh, she does. <laughs> she runs up beside this book and uh you know, it was kinda it kind of hurt for me to watch this deer walk away because I'm like, you know, you don't know if this doe is going to circle back around and come back. Right. So it kind of hurt to watch him walk away. But I was like, whatever. So uh, she took him through the woods full of straddle and they ran through and they played a little bit, played. um, And um, they gave me enough time to reload. um. But the thing is, while I was reloading, they didn't play enough. (laughs) <laughs> they didn't play long enough she came back and she ended up under my stand as I was trying to put my uh, you know get my stuff straight put my pole back in get everything situated and she saw me so she looked up in the stand and she made a little stomp she stomped one time when she stomped I said oh my gosh it's over this book is gonna run <laughs> you I said it's over I said there's no way I'm gonna get this deal but he was a little further off. He's about 10, 15, 20 yards away from her. But he was watching her. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this deer. So uh, I kept easing my uh, loading pole into the socket. And I pushed it down and I was good to go. She stomped again. I said, oh my gosh, I'm about to mess up. you know, Because I've messed up plenty of times in the woods. And as a hunter, you know, you remember... You remember what you've done is messing up. So, you right. know, when it comes to you, it comes to you. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to mess up again. So, you know, my heart was thumping. I had book fever. I was in the hot chair. <laughs> but um, things ended up panning out. Uh, the book came up right as she was focused in on me. And he took her focus off of me. And... Luckily, I was able to get my gun up and draw it on him. And uh, when I did that, it was very quick. Everything happened so quick. After that, it it doesn't make any sense. 
I got my rifle up, I got my muzzle load up, my Thompson center, I got it up and pointed at him. He looks straight up at me. And it looks like he's reading everything I got on my mind. <laughs> he's looking at me like, boy, what are you doing in that stand? <laughs> he's like, you know that I know you've got these cams out here for me. And I'm getting ready to go. He picks one foot up and he twists his up and he gets ready to boat off before he can do it. I got the scope on him. I got him in the crosshairs. I pulled the trigger. Pow! Shot. Call everybody. And I tell them, my look, I just shot the deer that I wanted. And I don't know if I made a great shot, but I shot it. So I get out of the stand and I go to the area that I shot him in and I see a little speckle. If you hunt, you know it doesn't matter how much you want to get your deer that night, it's best to back off right. when you only have a speck of blood. Right. So you I knew got that. that good blood trail. Yep. You know, I backed off, you know, and uh, I searched a little bit, but I didn't push too hard. I will say I searched a little bit around the area and I didn't see anything. So I backed off and uh, I came back in the next day with my buddy, uh, my buddy's dog. Um, and we found the deer. You know, everything turned out good. It was great, man. And uh, the deer ended up scoring 100, I think it was 139, 140, right around wow. there. It's 130 for the regular score, but the net was like 140 or something like that. Uh, but, um, you know, I was blessed. I really was. And that was a good year. I shot two nice deer, you know. Everybody gave me grief about shooting the first deer because he wasn't big enough and I should have let him go. But like I said at the time, I didn't have much time, and I knew I was going to be moving. So I was like, I need to get something on the ground. Right. You're trying to make make the most of the time that you are out in the woods. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Correct. But uh, I ended up with two nice deer. Um, I did a skull mount on the eight-pointer, and then I did a full-year pink, well, a full mount, shoulder mount on the uh, the big one. So. Nice. Nice. So man. everything panned out good. You know, I was blessed with that. You know, I'm happy I found my deer because it's, it's the coyotes here in Durham, North Carolina are bad. And, you know, I'm not just going to speak for Durham because I'm sure they're bad everywhere. I mean, it really is. And right. You can have people to come in and hunt coyotes to get rid of them. You know, it's a plus, really, because, you know, you shoot a trophy. And if you can't find them at night, the next day you come back, you might not be there. You know, I've experienced that with my uncles. So, you know, I was really blessed to find this deer. And um, it was it was just awesome, man. You know, I never thought that out of all the years that I've hunted, I'd grow into to being a hunter like I am now and, you know, and doing what I'm doing now. And, you know, I'm not even really big, but, you know, just experiencing it and being out in the wild and enjoying it, you know, it teaches you something every time. Right. Each each sit, you know, you can learn something or you'll see something either with deer movement or animal behavior or understanding wind or whatever the case is, like in the area that you at. Like every time that you sit there, there's definitely something to be picked up from it, man. And 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 that in itself is a rewarding experience. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How uh, how high up in your stand were you? Like, how how high do you like to hunt? 
I use lock-ons. Uh, when I use lock-ons, I usually try to get my stand-up at least 15 to 20. And I'm not even going to say 15 because 15 is regular uh, regular height, mm-hmm. you know, for a two-person stand or whatever. But uh, I try to get up to about at least 20 to 25 because I feel like the higher you go, the wind kind of takes your you, you know, your scent blows it somewhere else, you know, and, you know, I've been treated wrong a lot of times. I've went up 25, 30, and I've, you know, I've climbed high, and, you know, I'd have a big smart doe to come in, and the wind would just be swirling, and she still smell me, so, you know, it really just depends on playing the wind. I mean, hunting is a big part of playing the wind. Right. If you don't play the wind the right way, you know, you might as well stay in the bed in the morning <laughs> right you just lend it you just basically a matter of time before you get busted exactly and you know a lot of guys i've hunt, hunted with and you know tried to show things they tell me you know i went here and um i don't know what happened man the dough started blowing and i'm like well, you know she smelled you you know it happens it happens to the best of us you know even the pros you know you, you can't determine which way the wind's gonna blow you know i've went into many stands on the property that i hunt and they're positioned right for the way the wind is blowing that day or any day for that matter and you know get in them and you're like okay let me go ahead and judge the wind before i get in these stands and the wind will be just perfect for you to hunt that stand so you're getting that stand and about halfway through your hunt, the wind start doing donuts and swirling. Oh and you're like, God. oh, oh, my Jesus, what is going on? <laughs> right. right. And that'll mess you up. So it's either like you're caught between your deer coming early and they're already there when the wind switches up. And they just aren't paying attention to it. Or you're just like, as a human, the wind is turned. Let me get out because I know it's a mature deer in the area and I don't want to blow my cover. Right, right. You know, the the, the wind definitely, it, it seems like, especially in the areas where I hunt, it, it's almost like you go in and you think you got it licked, and then 20 minutes later it's swirling and it's going in a different direction, and then 20 minutes oh, later yeah. it's going in another direction. It's just like, all right, you can't. <laughs> you almost can't win for losing, man. It, exactly. That's mother nature for you, you know. <laughs> right. You're trying, to, you're trying to outsmart the deer, but then you got to fight mother nature as well. So, I mean, you, <laughs> it's the equivalent. Yeah. It's the old equivalent of trying to beat your opponent and the referees at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. <laughs> Now, with 7th Century Outdoors, I know we were talking before, and you said with this season, you wanted to get some things done and you wanted to do do some things differently. What do you got planned? What's coming up for 7th Century Outdoors? Wow. <laughs> Big question. <laughs> so uh, for 7th Century Outdoors this season, I plan to, uh, I've already got work in, I've got a food plot planning. Um, if you go check me out, uh, you know, Instagram, you know, with that, you know, you'll see that I've got food plots planted. I haven't been running trail cams and things have been a little shaky. You know, it's a little resting around the edge, but, <laughs> but you know, I'm, 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 I'm attempting to do what I'm supposed to do with a newborn baby. 
Oh, so, um, that always throw throw a monkey wrench in the plans. Oh, Congratulations, yes. but yes, that, thank that you. definitely throws throws a monkey wrench in, in in your plans. Yeah, it's tough, but you know I love her. I'm happy she's here. I'm blessed, you know, and uh, I look forward to getting Savannah in the woods with me. So, and, and you know she can take on some of these you know traits that I have, and I can teach her, and we can do these things and enjoy them together. But um, for the future, I really, really, really want to get my uh, video videoing status up. Um, I've missed out so many years on, you know, very, very, very good things that should have been on video. And uh, I hate I missed it. But, you know, you can't dwell on things you missed. You've got to keep pushing forward and... Uh, Moving forward, I, I, I've got to, I can't dwell on it enough. Oh my gosh, I've got to do some more video, and I really do. I've got to catch some of these good moments and experiences that Seventh Century Outdoors has had in, you know, the woods. Um, I posted some on Facebook, you know, as I was saying before with the turkeys and stuff, you know. I posted turkeys walking by me, you know, I posted a, a bunch of you know, small deer, bachelor bucks and stuff, you know, around me, but I've never really had the opportunity to do a kill shot video with a mature deer. Mm. And the reason for that is, and I'm going to laugh at this after I tell you this, because you understand when a mature deer comes in the area, the last thing on your mind is recording him. <laughs> it's getting right. But the first thing on your mind is killing him. Right. So that, right. that's that that that's that's kind of my 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 weak spot, you know. I haven't my video game isn't strong and I need to get it up, you know. I really would love to have somebody that could go in the woods with me and record and then, you know, we could get the thing done and you know, do some video editing and music and all that. You know, I've really been looking for that. But uh it's tough, man. It's tough when you when when you're hunting by yourself and you're trying to video as well. It's it's very hard, you know. And 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 I'm not gonna lie to you. When you see your dream buck in front of you, you've been chasing this deer for so long, and you've been watching them on trail cam. I mean, because trail cam is really like a tease. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it is. I'm gonna be honest with you, but it's teasing you. Because it's like, okay, well, I well, sure I'll give you pictures of me at one o'clock and two o'clock in the morning. You know, <laughs> right. I'm not coming down any other time, right. but I'll, I'll let you see what I look like. So you know, that's kind of what it's like. Uh, so it's it, it's tough, but you know, that's really what I want to work on: putting more videos out and promoting Seventh Century Outdoors. You know, uh, a lot of people have asked me what Seventh Century means. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. When I came up with 7th Century Outdoors, 7th Century was behind my name because my name is 7. But um, I've got a lot of older gentlemen that have passed on. God bless their uh, soul, you know. They've passed on. They taught me exactly what to do with hunting. And I watched them and that 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 that's what gave me the uh the thought process of thinking of calling myself seventh century outdoors because I feel like I'm giving everybody a a different look on hunting and um 
it's a different century, you know. Right. But in this century, we hunt the right way. We don't take any shortcuts, and we hunt hard. And, you know, you're going to go with days and just seeing deer and not, you know, harvesting deer. And you're going to you're gonna have failures. And, 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 and that's just a life thing, you know, through life. You're going to fail some and you're going to win some. And a lot of people don't understand that. And that, you know, that that comes with everything. It comes with hunting, fishing, your job, anything that you do in life, you're not always going to win. You're not perfect. So 7th Century was a name that came to me from a 7th Century side of things where guys failed to get deer, but they also got deer at the same time. You know, you fail, but then you also step your game up and you got deer. So it's like an old version of hunting mm-hmm. where people hunt and they don't take any shortcuts and they hunt. They actually hunt hard. So uh, nice. nice. That's 7th Century Outdoors, you know. It, it is, you know. I hunt hard and I don't take shortcuts and I get out here and I put my time in as I can, and uh, I've came a long way, you know, I really have, I, I have, you know, for me to just be an everyday uh, North Carolina hunter, you know, I'm, you know, I've been in sportsman's guide, I'm blessed for that, you know, it's been great, you know, for me just starting out from hunting squirrels and stuff like that, I never <laughs> thought it would have been this way, you know, I really never thought that it would have took off like it did, and it's so much more for me to achieve. And it's for every other hunter, excuse me, every other hunter out there, it's a lot for them to achieve too, you know. Don't down yourself, keep pushing forward and putting the hard work in. Um that hard work pays off. Definitely, definitely. I mean it's it, it's been a progress. Like you said, you started out hunting squirrels and rabbits and now you get in acclaim for for you know big mature deer uh that you were able to take i mean man you you definitely getting it done and you know like you said this year you'll get some on camera and then that'll just that'll expand the brand even more exactly yes sir man seven i really appreciate you taking the time to stop by and join me on the show, man. Let the people know where they can find you, where they can get at you at Facebook, Instagram, whatever, YouTube, what all you got, man. Drop drop it for the folks so they'll know where to find you. Seven Century Outdoors. You can look at me up on uh, Facebook at Seven Carter on Facebook and on Instagram at Seven Century Outdoors. The number seven T H Outdoors. So, you know, follow me, you know, support me and, you know, watch the movement and the growth through the season. Most definitely, man. And as things are progressing through the season and stuff, man, we have to get you to come back and do like a little recap, uh, you know, keep us abreast of with how everything turned out. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. And I appreciate you, you know, having me here this time. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. You keep doing your thing. Man, I appreciate that. We we trying. We trying to do the same thing, grow and then grow and expand and in the process, get out uh, and kill a few, kill a few deer. So 
We we de- <laughs> <laughs> we definitely gonna try it. Seven, I'm gonna go ahead and get on uh get on um, out of here. We'll talk soon though. All right, man. Thanks for having me on the Bryantland show, man. Much love, everybody. I hope y'all have a good hunting season. You know, be safe. Yes, sir. Bryantland. How about old Seven Carter coming through? taking the time to sit down with me on this week's Bryantland show, man. I certainly appreciate it. And hopefully we'll get together soon, man. I really just enjoy talking to guys who have been successful, love this hunting, love being outdoors, taking down big deer with beer, with, uh, with beer season, with deer season right around the corner once again, thank you, Seven Carter, for coming through on the Bryantland Show. Before I get ready to get up out of here, man, just want to remind y'all, make sure you go check out bryantlandcountry.com, bryantlandcountry.com, our website. We got merch. We got videos. We got our past podcasts. Make sure you go and check out bryantlandcountry.com. I want to say thank you and send a big shout out to Onyx Hunt for sponsoring our podcast. I'm going to get out this weekend, look at some more trees, use my Onyx Hunt application to mark some trees. Onyx Hunt, we really appreciate y'all support of the Bryantland Show. Also want to send a big shout out to Traeger Grills. We are a Traeger Grill ambassador. Y'all get out there, get your Traeger on and join Traeger Nation. Next week, we're going to come back. We're going to have more great content, another great Bryantland show, so make sure you guys have a great week. Also, don't forget, on Thursday, August 20th, it's going to be Bryantland Day. That's the day that Bryantland was founded, so our big Bryantland Day celebration. Not sure exactly what we're going to do, on that, but we'll probably do something great for y'all in the merchandise store. So make sure you're around to check that out. Celebrating Bryant Land Day this week coming up. And make sure you guys come back next week for another episode of the Bryant Land Show.